Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 352, Friday Forum. Well, hey there. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell. I am 39 years old, and two days ago, on October 21st, 2015, I finally beat the classic Super Mario Brothers for the first time in my life. And I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, we are coming at you with another installment of the Friday Forum. Now, I know some of you are thinking, what? You've never beat Super Mario Brothers before? And no, no, I haven't. We never owned a Nintendo growing up. We always owned Sega systems. We had the Sega Master System and then the Sega Genesis. The first Nintendo, I guess I owned the first original Game Boy, and I did beat Super Mario Land that was available for that. But the first console Nintendo I ever owned wasn't until I was about 23 years old. I bought the GameCube. And so, um, yeah, yeah, never have it. We we did get it on the virtual console when we got the Wii, um, but I haven't played it a whole lot. My son and I both decided to sit down and start playing it, so we did, and we beat it. Or I beat it. He hasn't beat it yet. He's so close. So anyway, I'm going to share some stuff I learned from this experience in a future episode. Maybe... In a couple of weeks, next week's, next Monday's, I've got something else in store I'll tell you about at the end of this episode. But yeah, first time I ever beat the game, and I <laughs> I got to tell you, I was jumping around and excited as if I was a 10-year-old boy who had just beat Super Mario Brothers. So I'll tell you more about that in the future. So today, for a fun fact, to celebrate my successful rescue of Princess Peach, I thought it would be good to share some fun facts about the original Super Mario Brothers. Did you know that Mario was originally known as Jumpman? However, when Nintendo's U.S. office were trying to think of a better name in time for the American release of the game, they were interrupted by their landlord, Mario Sigali, or Seagal, I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but anyway, so they named the game after him. Bowser was originally sketched as an ox by Miyamoto, but his drawings were misinterpreted by animator Yoichi Kotabi as a turtle. (laughs) So the duo worked together on the latter idea, and the Bowser we know today was born. And he's definitely a turtle, not a dragon. The actual release date of Super Mario Bros. in the U.S., is not exactly known. This is mind-boggling. I mean, this is a video game that changed the landscape of video games in North America, and they're not exactly sure when it released here. The best guess is that the first copy was sold on October 19th, 1985, which means I beat it almost 30 days to the day that it first went on sale, and it definitely sold at FAO Schwartz in New York City. All right, two more. The look of Mario is all about the graphical limitations of the hardware at the time. He has a hat because realistic hair was difficult to portray. He has a mustache to accentuate his nose. And his overalls are there to make his arm movements more noticeable. And lastly, and you may know this, 
There was a game before Super Mario Brothers where Mario appeared, and in that one, he was a carpenter. So Mario was originally a carpenter, not a plumber. All right, I'll probably give you another round of Mario factoids when it comes around to me sharing my Mario story with you. But for today, that's what you get, and hopefully you liked those. It's such a great game, such a great franchise. Generations now have enjoyed that game. And Generations have also contributed to the Friday Forum. That's another one of those good segues, isn't it? Um, I would love for you to be a part of a future installment of the Friday Forum no matter your age, young or old alike, somewhere in between, it doesn't matter. You're invited to be a part of the Friday Forum. It's your chance to share the stuff that you've learned in your life, something from a yesterday of yesterdays or literally yesterday. It doesn't matter. You can call in 304-837-2278. That'll take you to our voicemail system. Or you can head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback there you can upload an audio file, typey typey out a contribution, or uh, use the SpeakPipe widget to record a contribution. It doesn't matter. It's so easy. So you're invited. Why don't you do that and be a part of next week's show? All right, well, let's get into this week's show. We have two contributions for today. One is from Jeff in the UK, and the other is from Bonita. So I tell you what, let's get it kicked off with Jeff in the UK. He says, I'm Jeff from the UK, and I'm sending in my written contribution again for stuff I learned yesterday. Now, you may not remember Jeff's first contribution, but I think you will as we get into what he has to say here. But he starts it out with a bit of trivia. Of the 6,000 people currently searching for a bone marrow match in the United States alone, only 30% will find a match in time. The rest will not make it. And if you weren't learning, or at least considering donating, a lot of us won't be living. He says, the last time I left off at a point where my daughter was diagnosed with leukemia for the second time, I do apologize for cutting that story short. As a relapsing cancer patient would usually be subjected to, she was given stronger chemotherapy to absolutely purge her system of every bit of cancer cell within her body to prepare her for the bone marrow transplant, which was her last realistic chance to live. Unfortunately, the side effects were also extremely unpleasant, as chafing and blistering covered much of her mouth and tongue, and therefore lost so much weight in a matter of days. That and a myriad of other symptoms which are just too terrible to broadcast over a wholesome podcast like this. My wife stayed with her in the hospital for the first few weeks, and as I arrived to take over, I just couldn't believe how poorly she looked. It was heart-wrenching, but my wife told me earlier over the phone to try and act in front of her as if everything was going to be okay. The problem of finding a donor soon became apparent as none of us were compatible with her bone marrow. Fortunately, a charity was able to help and eventually found a willing donor. As she finished her transplant, she picked up slowly within the next few months and recovered relatively well in a year's time. Just five months ago, she was declared cancer-free, and we couldn't be happier 
as she gets her third lease on life. What we have learned through this time, though, is that something we'd really rather unlearn, the constant worry at the back of our minds that the cancer might return again. The experience has drained us of positivity. Paranoia and Murphy's Law rules over our lives every passing day. Although our daughter won two bouts against cancer, in our minds, the fight doesn't truly end as she has a predisposition to it. But for now, we're just thankful for that anonymous donor who saved her life and happy that our daughter is still with us now. Please consider being a donor as you could be key to saving somebody's life and help families like us. Thank you for listening. And again, that comes in from Jeff in the UK. And I don't know if you're like me, but as I started reading this for the first time and as you were listening to it just now, I was preparing myself for what might be a incredibly sad ending. And when I reached the point where it said that she had come through and she had been declared cancer-free, I took a moment and I just paused and I breathed and I remember just having this huge grin on my face. Jeff, this is wonderful news. And I, I look, I can't imagine, I can't even begin to imagine, I don't think, what it is like for you and your wife and even your daughter. Like you said, that uncertainty has got to be in the back of your mind. And I think that that's a normal reaction. But I pray that you would find a peace. That you would just Understand that whatever time you have, whether it's 50 years or less than that, that uh, you would and your family would enjoy every moment that you have. And I think that this should serve as that lesson for each and every one of us, because whether it's cancer or it's something, a drunk driver or something that comes out of nowhere, we're not guaranteed of tomorrow. And we should appreciate every moment we have this Young lady has been given her third lease on life. And Jeff, I celebrate that with you today. I am so glad that you still have your daughter. That's amazing. And I'm so happy for you. Thank you for sending in the rest of the story. And I hope to hear from you again about this or any other topic. I'd love to, I would love to hear from you. So thank you, Jeff, again. All right. Let's move on to our final contributor for today. This is a regular of stuff I learned yesterday. This is Bonita. Here she is. Hi, this is Bonita in Atlanta with another Friday Forum contribution to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac is my favorite song to sing in the shower. And I believe everyone has something to say that we can learn from. Like many people, I am not very fond of the sound of my own voice. When I'm speaking off script, I often mumble, trip on my own words, speak too quickly, or lose track of where my thoughts were headed. Honestly, some of that happens even when I'm reading my contribution as I am now. Most of my Stuff I Learned Yesterday ideas come while I'm walking my dog or driving somewhere. So I'm not in a location where I can pen my thoughts. And today's came to me while I was mowing the yard. I was thinking about a class I had taught recently. I had shared with the class at the beginning that I was feeling happy because I had just listened to a Friday Stuff I Learned Yesterday and my contribution was aired. And even though I don't like the sound of my own voice, I enjoyed hearing Justina and Daryl on the same podcast talking about our great community. At the end of the class, a student came up to me 
and said it was funny that I didn't like my own voice because she had been thinking how soothing she had found my voice. I was pretty surprised, and I thanked her. As I reflected on her comment, I realized that it was the words and the meaning I was conveying that was soothing. I always try to speak from my heart during a class. I know I still mumble, triple my words, and all of that, but what stays with my students is how the words made them feel, not how they were uttered. So what I learned yesterday is sometimes it's what you say and how it is heard that matters. I hope to hear other voices sharing what they have learned on this podcast. Remember, you can submit written feedback if you prefer. It doesn't matter if the topic has been shared before. You have a unique perspective to offer. I am certain it will be helpful to someone that needs to hear it. I plan to keep adding my voice to the world. And if something I say can help or inspire someone else, then I like the sound of that. You could be my silver spring, my blue-green color flashing. All right. Thank you, Bonita, for that great Friday Forum contribution. And you know what? I think inspiring and motivating, hopefully, many of you listening to send in your Friday Forum contribution because as Bonita has just uh, attested and, and I can certainly attest as well, you have something worth saying. And we all battle with self-doubt or she said the sound of her voice. I don't like the sound of mine either. I've just gotten used to it from doing this for the last seven plus years. And, you know, it's just uh, you have something worth value to add. We'd love to have you make a future contribution to the Friday Forum. And uh, I'm glad, Bonita, that you had your your student come up to you and, and tell you how much your voice soothes and, and uh, relaxes her. Obviously, that's important for your line of work. And I think... Um, we never know the impact that we're having on people's lives. And I think that also serves as a reminder that if someone else is is is, is uh, making your life better in some way, even if it's a small way like that, what might seem small, you never know what the power of those words will do in the life of somebody else. So take the time to do that. Pay somebody a compliment, even if it seems small. All right. Well, I think that's a great way to end the show today and send us off into the weekend And I hope you have a great weekend. We're celebrating my son's 11th birthday this weekend, even though it was back on October 13th. This was the first weekend we could get all the family together to celebrate it. We're going to be doing some laser tagging and just having a great time. Hope you have a great weekend as well. I'll be back on Monday. Here's the tease. Monday, can you believe it's been one year now since I broke apart Golden Spiral Media and created Pro Podcast Solutions for all my podcast production and consulting stuff? It's been a year. And I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that I've learned in the last year of uh, Pro Podcast Solutions. I hope you'll join me for that, and I hope you have a great weekend. So I'll see you Monday, and as always, I'm Daryl Darnell, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. Join us in the Stuff I Learned Yesterday Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Stuff I Learned Yesterday. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. And if you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be grateful if you'd leave a review 
in iTunes by going to goldenspiralmedia.com slash iTunes. <laughs>